Previously on Read It and Weep. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. Today we are talking about Jersey Shore. Dancing with another guy at a club. Is it a breakup-worthy offense? Um, no, I do that all the time. <laughs> I've tried double-sided tape, and it doesn't work. Yeah, sure, study it, but I wouldn't study it with my penis. Well, you know, what do I know about class if these guys are just having a good time? Are you asking if I'm dating a clip that you made? Answer the question, Alex. <laughs> Why are you dodging this? <laughs> Nothing happens in the show. There's like... You introduce the people, mm-hmm. and you see that you hate every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And then through the magic of editing, they pretend that things happen. Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 61. We have now done as many episodes as there are protons in Prometheum. Uh, and speaking of things that will slowly kill your insides, we are watching The Jersey Shore Season 2 today. We are normally the show about any bad book, movie, or TV that comes across our path, but right now we have consumed a total of 15 and a half hours of Jersey Shore. <laughs> oh, God. This is our Spruce Goose. This is... <laughs> This, this is not us. getting us off the This will destroy us. It's a lot of spray tan. <laughs> this looks okay, but it's a little shaky to actually fly. <laughs> Today's show, of course, is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep, where you get a free audiobook for signing up for a trial and support our show. But if you want to watch along with us, these episodes are actually available for free on mtv.com, so go in there and check out full episodes of Season 2. It is time for me to introduce to you today's panel. First up today, he's going to the Jersey Shore, bitch! It's Ezra. I'm not white, I'm tan. On a census. <laughs> I didn't get the job. It was on a job application. I like that one, that ethnicity, because it's really easy to change with spray tan. <laughs> also joining us today, um, hello! It's Chris. Hey, they call me the Staten Island Dump for a reason. Put your trash inside me. <laughs> it's very convenient. <laughs> I actually I should take the second to get this off my chest. Between last episode and this episode, I did hook up with Angelina. Just want to get that out oh, there. <laughs> it's not going to be I awkward. Feel like everybody did. <laughs> That's you know what? She's a slut, but I'm not going to judge you at all because you're a guy. <laughs> well, thanks, dude. You're exactly who I want to live with forever. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest. After he has sex with a guy, he'll rip their heads off. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Jace to the program. I know that we're in a submarine, guys, but if you guys want to talk shit, I think we should go outside. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just take it outside. We will not talk shit in a cab. We just can't do it. Uh, Just call him Jace Wow. I like Jace Wow. Jay Wow does work. Jace Wow is a lot better. With with a bonus W. Also, I really like that in the intro, she says specifically that she'll rip the guy, if she has sex with a guy, she'll rip his heads off. Is she really? I didn't notice that until just now. I was looking it up again just to see which one. Now, whether... do you think she did it on purpose, talking about, like, the up head and the down head? Was that intentional? I don't get the impression that she does much on purpose. Except for cosmetic surgery. I really <laughs> hope the boobs were on purpose. Because if they were... <laughs> like, she went, like, she actually wanted to get, like, a, a mumps vaccination, but, like, somehow came out with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> huh, well, 
You know, yeah. I, I could still get this disease, but this is working out. <laughs> I don't buy drinks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or the middle part of shirts. <laughs> you save so much money. Yeah. Of course, I'm your host. Uh, I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. My name's Alex, and I'm basically everything that's wrong with this second season. <laughs> I'm what keeps this show from being great. You made me so sad. Oh, why? Just because, like, it's like every person in any kind of bad relationship, you know? Like, like for example, like, the bad relationship I have with Chipotle, you know? Like, abuses me, and I keep on going back to it. It's just, the it's pepper the or the restaurant? Well, both. Both? <laughs> <laughs> I think the show is edited in such a way to make sure that you never see Ronnie and Sam getting along. No, you, you see them getting along because you have to see them getting along so that you can see them breaking up. You have to have that well, other but No, we see, okay, we see them get back together, but we never see them, like, hanging out. We're never like, this is Ron and Sam. <laughs> I mean, they have. what do they do during the day? Two of them serve gelato maybe every other day. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time, they're sleeping off their hangovers and then playing bocce. I'm not really sure. I mean, like, like the guy's gym tan laundry, but I don't know what the girls do. I would like to see the, you know, the other half of gym tanning laundry. Waxing. Yeah. I mean, it would be, like, wax, hair, straighten, and eat leftovers so <laughs> w-h-s-e-l yeah wassel wassel it's not that catchy no it's not <laughs> well at one point well there was the one day when the, after the note where they were trying to they were they were like we don't know who got rid of the note so today instead of laundry we're going to do some detective work all right guys jim tan find out who wrote the note gtf let's go <laughs> that was awesome like i, I love the poly d like detective agency where he'll like solve any crime but after Jim and Tanny. <laughs> that's that's going to be the next MTV show. Polly D Detective Agency. Polly <laughs> D Detective. <laughs> Alright guys, we should clarify the plot here so that everybody can follow along with us. Chris, as a resident summarizer, I would like you to summarize for 45 seconds in the style of Snooky. Since you chose a Guido last week, I would like to hear your Guidette voice. 45 seconds on the clock when you begin your first word. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm going back to the Jersey Shore! Oh my god, it's so good! I found this great juicehead gorilla boyfriend that I've been hanging out for a while, but instead I'm gonna leave him and get my guidettes and my, my, my guidos together. We're gonna go back to the shore, except it's Miami Beach this time. It's full of trannies. <laughs> However, we're gonna go out to the clubs, we're gonna drink a lot. Ronnie and Sammy are gonna fight still and never stop fighting. There's gonna be a lot of drama because that bitch Angelina's back and she is talking some serious shit. However, <laughs> we're gonna have a great time, and I'm sure we're all gonna get even more famous. The end. Very well done. That was great. It's time for our uh, compliment sandwich. Of course, we like to start and every, end every show with a compliment. It's uh, it seems fair. So that's what makes us good criticism instead of just hilariously funny criticism. So Jace, as the guest, you have the choice to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? I'm gonna have to go first, and I'm gonna have to compliment Vinny's mom because. <laughs> My mom would never do that. Any of it? <laughs> like, see you? <laughs> Specifically, she would never drive to a different state with more food than people <laughs> and cook me a crazy huge... That dinner was aggressively large. 
Like, to the point where I thought she was trying to hurt people. <laughs> yeah, they all looked like they were in pain. Yeah, and then she'd be like, there's more food, and they were like, oh, God. Oh, no. They actually looked more fucked up after Vinny's mom's <laughs> dinner than they did from any night of drinking. Yeah. Vinny's mom comes in and cooks, and, and they're just yeah, like... It's they like look, a fucking hurricane rolled through the house. There are flies around their body, <laughs> and they're just like, I can't yeah. All right, in reverse order, Ezra, you are next. Okay, I guess this is about the situation being a, a international ambassador of goodwill, um, <laughs> because three out of three Boop. people that I've talked to about the Jersey Shore all really like the situation. It's really interesting that you run into so many Boop. people in Finland. That's pretty much where I am. <laughs> oh man, you're totally yeah. going to ruin our game now that you've said Boop people. I think we must have said it before. If you want, you can bleep it out. Bleeping it out would make it seem like it's a lot more interesting, though. <laughs> All right, I'll try Dead that. people? Gay <laughs> people? What, what people like the situation? <laughs> so, for my compliment, I got to compliment the shirt before the shirt. Oh. <laughs> mostly, I just love how much structure these guys need in their lives. Yeah. I got the fresh to death kicks on. Me too. I got some jeans on. And I got the shirt, but I ain't wearing the shirt when we go out. This is the shirt before the shirt. Yeah. Hey, Vinny knows the deal. We even got Vinny on the shirt. Vinny is even on the shirt before the shirt. We have an abundance of wife beaters. They're white or black tank tops, and we wear them before we go out. It's t-shirt time, Paulie. You sure? We sit on the couch with our tank top until it's t-shirt time. T-shirt time. Right before we go out, we take off the tank, and then we put on our fresh shirt. That is the order of things. You don't you don't do things out of order. You don't skip shirts. It's like it's very methodical to the way they go out, and I, I, I it's wonderful. It's like the, It's like the. It's like boarding school for for jocks. <laughs> um, you don't think that that structure adds a sinister element to uh, their going out and creeping all over girls? I think it does, and I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of see it as like slightly Rain Man esque, you know. Like, there's like this sort of like OCD, barely functioning order that they have in their lives. Polly D's hair is the only thing keeping him going. They flip the light switch on and off like 97 times every day, and then they sit on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, you you are the remainder. What is your last compliment? Uh, your first compliment for the last of it. Never mind. Yeah, my major compliment is Ronnie's childhood innocence, or childlike innocence. He has a tiny little teddy bear that wears a tiny little hoodie. He does have a little teddy bear! And, you know, he's this big kind of meathead guy with a lot of rage, and he's got a very complicated emotional life. Well, not complicated, just kind of fraught, but very simple. (laughs) (laughs) It's complicated the way computer number systems are. It's zero or one. That's his emotional (laughs) situation. Yeah, well, you know, he was feeling like a zero that day. He crashes down on his bed, and right there, right next to his hip, is this little tiny teddy bear. And, you know, he just... He's such a cutie. <laughs> the teddy bear, I mean. Ronnie can go suck it. Compliments out of the way. Normally right here, it would be time for the hate segment. But I've gotten this impression, and maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. As a group... We like this show. I, I have to say I like this show. Yeah. I can't commit to that, but I'll agree for the sake of argument. Okay, well, so what I want to do then, because I, I mean, this is it's not good, but this is clearly the good kind of bad. Anyway, you can decide for yourself whether you like it or not, but I, instead of just having a hate round, we're going to have some hate You can be nice to something if you want, or you can hate it. It's up to you. 
in case you have a, a plethora of compliments. Yeah. I was so like validated in my guesses from before on last season when we find out that JWoww gets all her clothes from sex shops and transvestite stores. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. And, you know, she rocks it on the floor, definitely. But it's just great to know that, you know, when you want to look like that, when you want, you know, the middle part of your shirt to go missing. Not be there. That's where <laughs> that's where you got to go. Yeah. You spend a lot of time seeing, like, the inner bottom of each of her breasts. It's a – that quadrant <laughs> – that's usually the one quadrant that you don't see. Right. On any dress. I really, I really liked focus. how the first time in the second season you see them go shopping, all the girls go out and get, like, slutty club gear, and all the guys go out and get food. <laughs> and then somebody was really mad that their bread got smushed, and then I was really confused about the word smush for a second. <laughs> Who smushed their bread? <laughs> Someone fucked these bread. Oh, gross. <laughs> That I I mean I, this is a compliment for me. I love the word smush. I, it's such a cute euphemism. I hate slash love slash hate again the word smush. This is why this is the hateman segment. This is exactly the confusion that I feel all the time. I like the word smush, and it is it does add confusion to bread shopping. I can never tell because of the accent. I can never really tell if they're saying smush or smash. They do and both. I think smash. <laughs> yeah, they, they, do, they both? do both. Okay, good. Because I was just thinking it was just. You know, kind of the accent thing. Maybe it's like maybe it's like making love and fucking. It's like yeah, you're they're, smush they're, if you really like each other, but you smash if you hate, if you're mad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, and there's a great line that um situation had. It was like I was hoping to have a girl to smash with, and now I gotta smash myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually given how like their size and their their anger it's issues. Probably how it goes. That's yeah. probably an apt description. It's just like in the in the closet door. Yeah. You're just like. <laughs> Jersey Shore. It's more more fist pumping, you know. Uh, <laughs> but don't. <laughs> Thanks, drums. Uh, um, the situation believes that Santa Claus is dead. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and actually, and the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy they they yeah. see the tooth fairy. Yeah, the tooth fairy. The third episode in the the Santa later. I was gonna say I hate this because of bad parenting. Like, yeah, his parents just admitted that they had lied about there being a tooth fairy and not said, she's no, 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 now. He, she's dead and it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not some like monument to fallen Santa Clauses anywhere, you know? No, like like Mama and Papa situation were like fans of Nietzsche, maybe. And so they, that's. Really <laughs> <laughs> I actually I wonder like Santa Claus, I could understand, like clearly that guy was pushing for a major coronary. But what killed the tooth fairy? Bug zapper. <laughs> oh my god poor the tooth fairy <laughs> the, the situation is a lot of fun this season uh he does some fun fucking stuff yeah lights like gets hit on by trannies and uh you know lets and they the cut, girls cook. they cut to the tranny right like after he's hooking up like he's hanging out with the tranny they cut to him going i don't know how that happened it's never happened to me before. I'm usually good at this. You know, the funny thing is that happens to him a couple times. Like when they bring all the grenades home and he's in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. And he's, and he's like, I splashed water, water on my face. And holy shit, there was a bunch of grenades around. I, I like how, how the excuse for that is, oh, we all had dirt on our face. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thin film over his eyes. My vision is impaired. <laughs> and then I splashed water on my face and all of a sudden I could see these girls were ugly. Actually, it's ear goggles. Water soluble. Seems... <laughs> I love Snooky's slippers. And like also when she like disinfected the smush room, 
uh, with Newell, <laughs> she bagged her slippers also. So they wouldn't get infected. Rather than just taking off her slippers when she went into there. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> she also keeps them on when she gets in bed with Vinny to, to smush. Yeah. Was or, that was that the time when they when they did they actually smush later or do they was that the time where they just cuddled and, and then they, nothing happened? No, I, mean, but, I think they just tried to smush but couldn't get it but they in. They couldn't because, because she's a pinhole and he's, he's a watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> he has a watermelon shaped penis. And she has a pinhole <laughs> there are other like things that are more like penis shaped and big. Yeah. You know? Like watermelon like has like some severe problems. <laughs> it's, it's got seeds in it. I don't like. Seeds. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he got that surgery. Maybe he's seedless now. <laughs> his penis is a GMO <laughs> no doubt no doubt in my mind um, by the way how creepy is Polly D and Mike's like little weird sexual comfort with one another oh. where you mean where they offer each other food yeah, Polly D is getting down with a girl in their mutual room and the situation goes makes himself a sandwich, brings it back to the room and watches. Then after half the sandwich, realizes that he's not that hungry and offers Polly for rest. <laughs> but I do like that Polly D was able to get a girl to come over at six thirty in the morning to come fuck. He did, yeah, I liked that the situation wasn't. <laughs> That that is a spectacular moment where they like we need booty calls. Like if a girl comes over at three thirty in the morning, she's willing. She's DTF. But what's a girl who comes over at six thirty in the morning? And I was thinking like coffee shop employee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she works at a bakery and has already put in eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> like like I don't I don't have any friends that would wake up at six thirty in the morning to take me to the hospital. Yeah, if, if one of my friends was on fire at six thirty, I'd be like, all right, how bad is it going to be in like two hours? Seriously. Is it a slow burn? Is, is it going to go up a degree? Is it going to go from like second to third? All right, fine. I'm sorry, dude. I get no reception out here. Good night. <laughs> just rub some grease on it. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God. They make cream for that now. Just lots of cream. Topical cream. <laughs> Hey, uh, I got a hate lament. Uh, do not ever rob a bank with Snooky and JWoww. <laughs> so we have to talk about the note, right? Because this the yeah, note yeah. is a big hate, hate lament. This is the clearly nobody is beyond junior high school level education right here. There's like, just there's so much amazing about the note. Oh yeah. Can we do a quick a speed round of like everything that's crazy about this note? All right, speed round about the note. Everybody in the house knows that Ronnie's cheating on Sammy, except Sammy. Although Sammy probably knows, but is playing naive. Yeah. So her friends decide to write her an anonymous note. But there's fucking eight people in the house. And Sammy is one of them. them. And, and the other ones Ron the is another one. Give a fuck. And then there are two guys, three guys who won't do it. So it's not like there's a lot of people it could possibly be. But so they go to an internet cafe and type up the note. But they write it in all caps, so it's clearly Snooky. <laughs> and then they print the note out. And then they put it in an envelope and write on the envelope in a purple glow pen, Sam, in big flowy letters, in case you weren't sure that it was from one of the girls. Also, Ronnie thinks they can't possibly be Snooky, though, because she used the word wisely in it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes Ronnie 15 seconds to know who wrote the note. He was like, well, it's probably Wow and Snooky, but Snooky didn't, didn't write it because Snooky wouldn't use the word wisely, which is exactly what happened. Wow dictated it to Snooky's typing. Yeah. I mean, the Ronnie Detective Agency is much more efficient than the Poly yeah, Detective they, Agency. Did they add di dictated, not typed to the bottom of the note? Yeah, dictated, <laughs> not typed. 
yeah, no, Ronnie's actually like pretty perceptive. He's a pretty perceptive guy. I mean, the other thing is like she confronts everybody in the house about who wrote the note, and everybody says, "No way, let me read it." Except those two girls who go, "No, of course it's not us." But if what it says is true, you should break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> but they do do something that's okay. It's not wise. Uh, yes, yeah, I just said doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> they do something that, that is pretty different, I guess. What they decide is, so we're going to get Angelina, and we're going to tell her that she is also to blame for this note. <laughs> and then she will share all the blame for having done nothing. And they just tell her, yeah. They, they don't ask <laughs> her, they order you know what, her. You're a part of this too, so if, you, if we get in trouble, you're going to be in trouble too. And she's like, what? Huh? <laughs> I mean, the only way that this note, anonymous note could really work is if they made it seem like it was from the production crew. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's clearly one of you guys in the house. Or you know what they should have done at the bottom of the note? They should have written from, like, written by an MTV viewer from the future. <laughs> Put it in the mailbox by a lake house. Boom. They got it. They should have, like, signed it like from, like, from Ronnie's split personality or something like that. You know? <laughs> like, Donnie. Like, his, like... <laughs> Or if they had just done other things, like snuck things in, instead of like the word wisely to make it seem like it wasn't them, they should have been like, you have got a situation on your hands. <laughs> no. Yeah, and they're like, well, who it could it possibly be? Crime. That would have been brilliant. Or just like if they like sign it like, from the situation and like cross it out, not the situation. <laughs> <laughs> totally not the situation, guys. <laughs> All right, well, so this, we, we've covered a few of the topics here, but I want to play a game now called Douche or Not Douche. Oh, this is my favorite. As part of our continuing confusion over uh, whether or not we enjoy the show, <laughs> I'm constantly trying to figure out if I hate something or love something that just happened. So, douche <laughs> or not douche, the situation is on the phone ordering pizza, and the guy says, yeah, can I get a name for this food? And he says, that would be situation. Uh, really, the name? Yeah. Situation. S I T Yeah, capital S I T U A T I O N. Situation. And the guy's like, whatever, just what do you want to eat? <laughs> douche or not yeah. douche? Is he taking it too far when he's fucking with the pizza guy? Um, not douche. I think he's just a good businessman, yeah. Yeah, good businessman. <laughs> Absolutely. Branding. He's just protecting his trademark. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And also, you know, I, I'm a big fan of giving names that uh, stand out. I mean, my name, Chris, is a pretty common name. So oftentimes, I will give alternate names that stand out better. And, you know, you got to defend that shit. You got to commit hard to your choice. And that's what What Mike are your does. favorite takeout names? Uh, Truck. <laughs> Capital Truck. T. R-U-C-K. And then I'll pay with a card and it says Chris. And they're like, uh-huh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Truck should totally pay in cash from now on. That's your fault. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, yeah, I've got a, a small dry cappuccino for truck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, douche or not douche, smooshing in the same room at the same time. Not only was there the creepy time where the situation was watching Polly and giving him a sandwich, they're constantly smooshing in the same room at the same time, under the covers and with the lights out, but in the same room. Douche or not douche? No, it's just economical. Because <laughs> if you think about it, more than one camera crew would have to work, you know, if they're in different, uh, if they're different rooms. 
So and they're, they're so, looking out for the camera crew. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta keep, you gotta keep production costs down low. That's all I'm saying. It's very nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because if I were a camera person, I'm not sure that I would enjoy filming the just the logistics of. And you can't see me, but I'm panning left and right. Yeah, right you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, douche or not douche, uh, they're in the hot tub and a girl's uh, breast padding falls out in the water and they uh, they play catch with it. Um, it's douche because they did not invite her to play also. <laughs> well, they, at the time they did not know which one it was. Well, it was clearly the one with a lopsided boob <laughs> feeling kind of embarrassed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Looking down at her boob like, oh. It's, a, it's, like, just, no. it's just like with the note. Like the other girls are like, what's that? And one girl's like, well, whoever's that is is probably feeling really ashamed right now. <laughs> Yeah, you did not need the Poly Detective Agency to figure this one out. <laughs> douche or not douche, the guys are all massive, and they're forced to smush on twin beds. Oh. Is the production crew being douche or not douche in this case? Douche. Not douche. Ooh. Here's my reasoning. They're really wide, but they're not actually that tall. <laughs> <laughs> douche or not douche, they have a smush room. Well, it's privacy for your other roommate. If you're not hungry, if you don't want a sandwich, you go to the smush room because uh, okay. it's like I don't need a sandwich. I'll just come in here and do my business. I don't need and Mike to hungry, hang out and help visit, me out. I'll go visit you know the situation and get some food. <laughs> it turns out during the day, it's just a really quiet place to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's like probably a smush room, but like Mike's uh, sandwich shop. <laughs> like that's where you go for like a good bite to eat. <laughs> He already has, like, the ham pre-sliced. The show's a little weird, but the, the food's great. <laughs> All right, time for a lightning round number two. It is time for a 90-second no-judgment joke-off. Everybody, we got a cookie in the middle. We're going to joke off on each other. Gross. I still don't like this joke. <laughs> At the beginning of the show, uh, Snooky shows up and says, uh, I'm done snooking for love. I've, she finally has a boyfriend. What are the other possibilities for Snooky's name? I will go first. Snook Doggy Dog. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a snook reading Rainbow. <laughs> oh, nice. Hungry? Grab a Snookies. <laughs> I'm all snook up. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, 30 seconds left. Ezra, you got nothing? I'm striking out. <laughs> You're snooking out? <laughs> <laughs> I did it all for the snooky. The snooky. <laughs> so let me take that cookie and put it up your A. I don't know how the song goes after that. I think you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, something about, like, snookular warheads? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something they would actually say. They would. <laughs> That's, like, landmine... Grenade, snookular warhead. Snookular warhead. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, Vinny does say he when he when he acts, wonders if he if he slept with her or not. He says, "Did I do the unthinkable?" <laughs> She's definitely a snookular warhead. Yeah. Snook before you leap. As far as the production goes, a huge amount of money must be going into the beeps on every episode. <laughs> Since Ronnie changed his name to the I Am Fucked Foundation, every yeah. time they mention him, they gotta beep it out. Or he's and... the client and the president. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he has to, like, write himself checks at the end of the day? I don't understand that at all. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah.
Oh, fucked bucks. Like, <laughs> 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 oh man, this fight is worth four fucked bucks. <laughs> I wonder what the conversion rate on that is. <laughs> I don't know. How does that transfer into misery dollars? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Just it's like the airport. The fair. It's like ten fucked bucks equals a misery dollar. <laughs> Trade your misery dollars up for anguish dolls. <laughs> 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 it's like, man, we gotta do something about the weak exchange rate on the fuck bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in Alan Greenspan; he's gonna flood the market with cheap fuck bucks. <laughs> I'm just, I'm picturing like the logo, how you always have on like circus money, where it's kind of green, and then like their clown is like exploding happy out the middle. It's just Ron and his drunk face, like making out with two girls at the same time, being like, "What up, guys?" And then, like, on the back, it's, like, Ron with, like, a face, like, just palming his hands. Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. what did I do? It's, yeah. just, it's just his little hoodie bear on the back. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, as normally we talk, we would do an Audible ad here, and normally we talk about something really unfortunate that's happened to you recently, but you seems like you've had a pretty good week. Yeah, no, it's it's all just been Jersey Shore. I've um I've been getting all the Jersey Shore that I can in, so it's been great. What we don't do enough of normally, some people have said, is we should actually recommend books from Audible. But the books we really want to have on Audible don't actually exist yet. But I'm sure they will really soon. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really just a matter of months, days maybe even, before each member of the Jersey Shore puts out an awesome bestseller that we get to read soon. So um, I'm looking forward to all those. Yeah, I'm. Uh, which one are you looking most most looking forward to? Um. Puking up a storm, the Snooky story. <laughs> she's got ghost riders, and she can't actually see it because she's wearing her glasses. <laughs> also, Snooky's book, all in capitals. Yeah. No apostrophes. No apostrophes. None of, the, none of them no are going to have apostrophes. And actually, no, you know, and it's all written in, in green or pur- in purple glowy ink. No, no. Dictated. <laughs> Dictated, not written. <laughs> Who, who, does anybody else have a book from the Jersey Shore cast that they're really looking forward to? No, Mike, I would not like a sandwich. The Polly D story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's also going to spin off, though. He's going to write a series of young adult novels uh, <laughs> called The Polly Detective Agency. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. As I, I mean, I hope we can our listeners can listen to all those books in the future by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep and signing up for a free trial. I can't wait to hear all these being read by the authors themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Snooking for a great read? Audiblepodcast.com. <laughs> Over 72,000 titles. Awesome. All right. Uh, it is time for our uh, our minor compliment, the last compliment you'll ever have to give to Jersey Shore. So for the minor compliments, we go in the reverse order, which means, Chris, you're up first. What do you got left? Vinny's uncle is a force of nature. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Nino, you cannot understand him. He does, He's just such a, like, old guy, like, gold chain around the neck sort of player that you just, ah, oh, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. And, and he's also the creepy old guy in the hot tub. He, um, oh. he calls Mike the sanitation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, oh man, he takes out the trash. <laughs> I, I think that's a much more clever joke. He does take out the trash a lot, except sometimes, unless he has water on his face and he can see clearly. <laughs> 
Continuing backwards, my minor compliment goes to the situation for coolness under pressure. Easily my favorite scene of the whole season, or the whole series so far. There's three guys hanging out, MVP, and they accidentally bring four girls home. But one of the girls is a hippopotamus, so it's easy. They know they got to deal with it. So they take the girls and they put two girls in one room and two girls in another room, so the girls don't know about each other. And then they're like, they have a super secret meeting in the middle of the house, and they're like, all right, what are we gonna do? And the situation goes, okay, I will extract the hot one from the hippopotamus, and then we can all do the business. And he walks into the room with the hot girl and the ugly girl, and the ugly girl says, I'm kind of tired, and he goes, good, you're going to sleep. Covers her with the covers, turns off the light, grabs the hot one, and leaves. And then all three of the guys bang whatever girl they ended up with. Smush. Smush with whatever girl they ended up with. It was the most flawless execution of a Shakespearean <laughs> situation. It's, it's also great because his tactic of getting the, the one he didn't like to go to sleep was the same way you get like a, a bird to go to sleep. is by just putting a sheet over its cage. <laughs> if she thinks it's dark. <laughs> All right, so uh, going, continuing backwards... Ezra, minor compliment. At one point, I believe Snooky is in a fight, I guess, with Angelina, and someone calls really quick and asks for Angelina, and Snooky's response is, "No, she died," <laughs> and um, and it just hangs up. And then the guy calls back, and and now Angelina picks up, and the guy says, "Angelina died. How did it happen?" And she says, "I didn't die, bitch." <laughs> I love the the guy in that moment. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is a compliment to I guess Angelina's friends uh, for you know being interested with how she died. Yeah, <laughs> showing some concern. And to Snooky for having a really believable delivery on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, she died. Yeah, I love that Angelina's friend in or her friend's instinct is. Huh, I wonder how that went down. <laughs> it would not be surprising at all yeah. if somebody killed Angelina, so they're just like assuming it. It's not surprising, but it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Jace Wow, you're up. What is your final compliment um, to the show? I think I want to give a minor compliment to the sound crew for devising the microphone necklace. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty damn good, right? Yeah, because these guys take their shirt off like... 12 times a day. Most of the time, yeah. Any any excuse, they will take their shirt off, especially situation. They, there's nothing to anchor them. You can't anchor a mic to those abs. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> I was thinking that Ronnie's nip ring would be a good anchor. Yeah, yeah, the nip ring would be perfect. <laughs> so yeah, way, way to go sound crew. Way to, work, way to work around some Mongoloid Jersey Shore guys. Uh, oh, this, Mongoloid. Mongoloid too soon. <laughs> Before we leave really quick, we are going to do a mailbag segment. Instead of an infrequently asked question, I got a really interesting email from a fan this week and I wanted to discuss with you. This is sort of along the lines of douche or not douche, but I'm going to call this a Nazi or not Nazi. Huh. Or Nazi or Nazi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible. Don't. Thank you. Uh, this comes from uh, alert reader Kristen, who uh, had tried to watch the show and she said, quote, The reason I stopped watching was that I kind of felt like watching a movie about Nazis. Even though everyone is a Nazi and thus evil, you still sympathize with some of the characters more than others and develop categories of good Nazis and bad Nazis. And then you end up rooting for Hitler because everyone is so mean to him. (laughs) 
So, so in in somewhat seriousness, do you think that uh, the adorableness of some of these guys gets past the fact that none of us would ever speak to them? Um, I mean, they're stupid, so I, I'm I'm gonna like them no matter what. In, even in per- do you like stupid people in much in, in person as on TV? I mean, I don't get to interact with many stupid people. They're, I mean, you're kind of an elitist prick, aren't you? <laughs> he did say get to, not have to. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they're shielded away from me, but like, it would be a treat if I ever saw one in real life. <laughs> uh, I mean, like Sammy and, and Ronnie are mean to each other. The situation is pretty straight up about what he is. I yeah, I I kind of genuinely like the situation. Like, I would never like fly in the same social circles as him. If I happened to find myself employed in the same gelato shop, I'd have a lot of interesting stories that I would want to tell people about the situation. I would. Yeah, I, I think I could get along with the situation genuinely. I mean, so obviously, the, like, the, this is not so much saying these guys are Nazis, but it's that. The, the question is whether or not, because of their adorableness or their endearing stupidity, we've forgotten that they're terrible people. And if we should remember that for just a moment. Uh, I think we have forgotten that they're terrible people, and we remembered it, and now we should go back to forgetting again. <laughs> we could just check this off our list morally. Yes. Yeah, I've always maintained that they're terrible people. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me leave you guys with a quote, all right? Okay. From Anne Frank. <laughs> this just went up a whole extra level okay despite everything i believe that people are really good at heart including the situation that's a direct quote, direct quote. <laughs> i feel like my view of humanity has gone up a notch also i really like that anne frank invented time travel <laughs> Inside that like four by four attic that she lived in. Well, she she wrote a note and left it in the mailbox by a lake house, and here it is. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right, that is it for our show. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, Jace, do you have anything that you would like to pimp? Now, if you had a public blog or something that you really wanted to, to, to mention, oh, go God. for it. Or if you just have a general health advice for our audience, you could do that. Health advice? Um, Stay out of my town! <laughs> GT is good. The G. Oh, no, I'm sorry. GL is good. The G and the L are great. Do, okay. do the gym, do the laundry, skip the tanning. That, that's my health advice. That is very good GL. advice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. We will yeah. have you on again sometime. It's been great. Thanks, as always, Chris and Ezra. Yeah. Yep. Ezra, thanks for bringing in your knowledge of the local culture with your ooh, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and next week, so check it out. So next week, we're going to be back. We're continuing our September television tradition. We are going to be watching the first two or three episodes of Hellcats. Uh, All right. I, I am not initiated. Explain what Hellcats is. Uh, Hellcats is a comedy drama about a young woman in law school who was forced to join the cheerleading squad to keep up her scholarship. Like slavery. Yeah. Why are we Why are we watching this show, as Chris? Um, cheerleaders. Why would we need another <laughs> word after that? Uh, it, that's it. Join us again next week. We will be back then. Uh, take care. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>